Los Angeles. Welcome to the first edition of what we hope is not a resumption of normal digital activity here on the Season Pass and FCFC podcast. We are going today to attempt to have many faces in many places on the screens and audio interfaces wherever you and yours are located. As usual, I'm coming at you live from Yokohama, Japan. It's five minutes to seven o'clock in the morning. I got my co-host of the Season Pass podcast, Coach Pio Maher, here in Los Angeles, California in the afternoon. Our third and very much missed member, Ryan Dr. Midnight Wally Wallerson, is currently indisposed in Copenhagen. He might be in the streets partying he might uh, just be catching a few snoozes. We're not sure. We're not sure if he's going to join us. We're also not sure how many other members of the FCFC family will be joining us later on for the podcast, which is sort of a part two to this pod. And if you're a season pass listener and are unfamiliar with FCFC, that's the pod where we don't talk anything about tactics or anything about who does what on the field, but everything off the field, cultural and otherwise. And we wanted to connect across space and time as the Delta variant uh, rears its ugly head on the horizon and about to change all of our lives. Hopefully not for the worse. Uh, but, you know, what, if we learned anything in 2020, it's that times might never be like 2019 again. And can't we say that for LAFC? The squad who set so many records in 2019 has really flatlined. Pierce, we are coming live off of the worst loss in LAFC history, at least at home. Maybe there's been more significant losses, but 4-1 at home is pretty bad. And 4-0 up until their uh, Danny Musovsky. Who, know, who knew the Moose was going to save a little bit of dignity for LAFC? Uh, he comes in and does something that nobody seems to be able to do for this team, which is actually finish. And that was basically the only bright point of the game. Pierce wasn't there. Our other uh, Slim and Blanco, who are who are, are here and might chime in, uh, they weren't there either. It was one of those rare games where so many people had to miss, and LAFC really wasn't there uh, in in much of a real way themselves. It so, looked like poopy. Yes, yes. And uh, I should real quick give a warning. We might curse on this edition of season pass. So if you have small children, no, no, uh, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna not curse. Okay. I, I said poopy. 
Take take that as a a warning without a warning, uh, 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 asterisk warning. I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, you you might just hear a little bit more extra commentary on this edition of Season Pass. But hold on, before I get into all of this, Pierce, you watched the game. Uh, we also, you know, have been talking about LAFC's recent dip in form on the last pod, two two twos. Uh, but this was a lot worse. This was a 4-1 uh, in a game where, you know, they started the, the three DPs that LAFC have for the first time in I don't even know how long. And all of that was for nothing. We were missing Eddie Segura and Murillo. And uh, the defense is what immediately struck me as the problem. Pierce, what did you give me? Give me a give me an overview. Give us all give us all some balm for these these wounds that we got going on. Yeah, I mean, it was a uh, it was a tough game. I think LFC kind of got a taste of their own medicine uh, with Sporting pressing us high, uh, a lack of confidence and composure in the back playing out, um, and you know, from a, a larger perspective, again, it's not creativity from the opponent; it's self inflicted wounds. So these are fixable. But halfway through the season to get three at home, if you can't say that's not concerning, I would say, you know, we're on the verge of panic at this point because it's not the beginning of the season anymore. We need to be learning from these mistakes. These aren't different from mistakes that have been happening already in the first half of the season. So it is concerning with the first three goals, you know, coming off transition moments. Um, where we lose possession or make a, a, a wrong dis, a wrong decision. You know, on the first one, Edwards cuts the ball back to Rossi, and it's an inaccurate pass. It causes a transition of a four-on-three four break where they score. Uh, you know, yes, Romero comes out. Maybe he should have stayed in, but the back line wasn't set up to deal with the long ball properly. Um, then on the second one, you get, you know, a poor touch in possession uh, from Kim Moon Wan, which is unlucky. Atuesta makes an attacking run, which then drags him out of protecting the back line. And again, you get another four on three, resulting in another goal. And then on the, the third one, you know, you have Vela taking a dive at the top of the box after elementary level contact. And again, another counter in transition, you know, Poor decisions, a little bit of unluck. And then if you look at the game as a whole, it's not outside of that. Kansas City only gets two or three other shots on goal. So um, the fact that they were able to convert the chances has literally been the difference and, and our lack of, of being able to convert our chances. Because if you look at the seven, second half alone, I think we had four or five clear goal-scoring chances. Um, you know, you had the one where where Rossi gets the cross from Kim Wan. You've got the Musovsky missed header and then the attempted Carlos Vela bicycle kick that goes over the bar. Um, and then you've got um, the one that Moose hits over the crossbar. And, you know, we've almost got an attempted PK with the foul at the edge of the box with uh, on fall with, you know, a minute to go in regulation. So we had the chances – we just didn't convert them, and you know it's getting really frustrating to to continue to be saying this and that the the wounds are self inflicted. So hopefully, you know, we get a chance to turn it around um, this weekend against a, a lower level opponent. But 
just as someone that watches all these games, I am not confident going into it, but it's a good chance for them to turn the momentum around uh, against a lower level opponent. We'll talk about the next match here in just a moment, but I just want to like, you know, Sporting Kansas City had four goals on five shots on goal or something like that. And this has been LAFC's problem all season more than anything was an inability to finish. And it was so disappointing to watch another team do what you can't do at home, at your own home in front of your fans. And then on top of that, the one thing that you've spent seemingly all of this time trying to improve your team defense has just sort of imploded on the disappearance. I mean, Bob afterwards said there's no excuses like about Mario and Segura being gone. And we've defended well as a team all year. And while that may be true, I'd say, by the way, to get into a little bit of team news, Eddie Segura is out for the rest of the season. He got surgery on his knee. I would argue that that's the worst act, the worst player on the team to lose. Even more that even if Carlos Vela was gone for the whole season, given like his form and stuff, I don't think you can, there is no one as important to this team as Eddie Segura. Some hot, say hot take, both the Eddies are more important than Carlos Vela. Agreed. Hot, t- hot take Agreed. slim. Slim is here at the hot take. We need, we need more hot takes in our lives uh, to, soothe, to soothe these, uh, to bathe us in the flames, to purify all the impurities that we've got on this squad. Uh, but no, Pierce, you brought up that Diego Rossi miss in the 50th minute when Kim Kim Moon Hwan was doing what Kim Moon Hwan has been doing all year, just blazing down the side, giving people the ball on a platter. I mean, how many times have we seen this already? And Diego, like this is the golden boot winner. This is the guy who's supposed to command the heftiest price tag in MLS history when he's sold to Europe, if that ever happens. Because if I'm a European team and I'm watching that play and you're seeing your striker get the ball in that position with that much space... And he, it does, I mean, the, my issue with that moment was it's like he didn't even seem convicted to score. Like he didn't even seem like he, you know what I mean? There's, there's one thing to miss and you, you know. The man is know. ready to be traded. He's, he's ready to be traded, but the problem is given his form, maybe he won't be, right? Yeah, like, he's already checked out. Yeah, he checked out a little too early. He had to time that a little bit better. He should have checked out, you know. I guess I guess he tried to time it. I mean, COVID probably put a wrench into his the time when he was at his peak value. Um, but you know, we had we had Fall, who is going to be, you know, I assume going to be starting at center back going forward, according to Bob. Mario's injury, fortunately, is not that serious, so we'll see him um, for now. And, and I should add in a real quick bit of team news that Mario and Atuesta and Diego Rossi all got added to the all-star roster on account of Bob Bradley being the coach who selected them and Carlos Vela got voted in so that they will have four LAFC players at the all-star game. But it feels like a little bit of it's a little bitter taste in the mouth to have the all-star game at the bank this year with a team that doesn't feel like a team of all-stars the way that they did two years ago. Um Getting into another bit of pers- uh, uh, team news, Latif Blessing, I guess, missed this last match due to a pers- what Bob called a personal situation. We're not going to speculate on what that was, but but it does sound like in all likelihood he's going to miss the next match as well. Um, and yeah, to sum it all up, Danny Masovsky, this year hasn't been easy, uh, is, is, is what he said. And let me just say in... 
17 games, they've scored 23 times, but they've also conceded 23 times, and we've only got 23 points on the season. We're exactly even on goal differential with six wins and six losses uh, and five draws. We're basically even on the on the overall results of the year, and we're fifth in the table, but there are three teams below us that could all jump above us um, with the game in hand. So we could be as low as, as ninth, which is out of the playoffs. Um and yeah, so overall, halfway through the season, guys, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna open it up a little bit here. But what are we? <laughs> what are we thinking? What are we feeling? Slim Slim is just adding more, uh, add more poop to this pod. Poop on the pod. Pierce, what do you what do you think? I mean, you know, Danny Masofsky got addressed this by one of the journalists after. He's like, so what? What are the problems? He's like, he started laughing. He's like, there's too many. He's like, there's there's too many for me to pick one or two. And I don't think I've ever heard an LAFC player or coach say like, or act like this problem was insurmountable. And that was the first time, like looking in Masovsky's eyes, it was like, it almost seemed like he, be- he believed that there was too many problems to deal with. And, and granted, look, there's 17 games left the season. We know MLS, the way it works, it, you get a chance to redeem yourself all at the end if you peak in the playoffs. But I'll put it this way. Here, maybe here's the question, Pierce. What are the chances that this team can peak in the playoffs? Do you, do you still hold out hope for them? Um, or is this like, is this ship just going to continue to sort of meander in the depths and the shallows and not really get all the way out to the ocean? I don't know if that's a good well, metaphor, but we've been talking about yachts. I, I think the, the biggest thing is that the development of the depth of the roster is going to be vital to survival for the remainder of the season. And uh, particularly with the back line, with how solid it's been all year. And then, of course, with injuries to uh, our center back pairing, um, even though we've been moving to a, a 3-5 or a 5-3-2 or however you want to identify the, the formation, um, you know, you're going to be playing new pairings of players back there. And it was very apparent that the group was not comfortable um, even though fall kind of looked good at moments building out of the back, um, the amount of symmetry and movement and shifting within the back line, especially within the back three, being uh, Farfan, Blackman, and uh, Cheeky, was poor and, and, and not good enough. I mean, you, you had them turning backs, their back to the player, turning their back to the ball, getting turned around. Sometimes you'd have one shift, but not all three or two would shift or shift too far over. Um, you know, they're on that, that goal at the near post from Shallowy, you know, Farfan's marking him and then thinks Blackman's going to drop and cover. So he lets him peel off and wide open. So, you know, there, there's going to need to be uh, improvement there to start um, because that's where three of the four goals come from. We're in a place in the table where we can still definitely make the playoffs. It's, but you know what we're going to do in the playoffs is the question everyone's asking. Um, at this point, we've just got to get in, and then we can handle the next question when we get there. But the development of the back line is going to be vital, even though we've had you know the the center back pairing was great, and I know with the adjustment of the formation. I think given the personnel, Bob is going to need to make more adjustments whether it's to the formation or to the way it's the form the way the formation functions we're not going to be able to play the way we've been playing in that shape so for me 
um, whether it's personnel, but you can change personnel, you can change shape. I think to be safer, you're, you know, a back four is going to be easier to get the the guys organized and then work towards that back three. But um, I also think it de- depends on the opponent. So I'm really interested to see how he adjusts this weekend. Um, but let's also like take a step back out of panic mode for a second. And if you look at the game as a whole, outside of the goal scoring moments, Kansas City doesn't look like they're dominating us. We've got possession. We've got chances created. It's just converting. So, again, like we've said all year, and I can't believe I'm still saying this, if we can score more than two goals, we will be fine. We need to average a goal every 30 minutes to be competitive in the MLS, period. We've made new. Ooh, I like that. I've never, I've never heard that. Put it that way. We need a goal every half hour with the squad. Minimum, here. minimum. And so, especially when we score in the first half, it, it, we seem to get. That seems to get us from third gear to fourth gear, and then eventually to fifth. That hasn't happened often enough this season. Um, and, and then when we let the goal, when we let an early goal in, we usually have a good response. We did not have the type of response we needed in the first half. Yes, it happened at the sec- in the beginning of the second half, but by then we're down 3-0. And, you know, for me, it's, it's going to take some adjustments and growth with the depth of the squad, especially on the defensive side. And then on the offensive side, if we don't convert, there's no discussion to be had. We were talking about how LAFC hadn't scored more than two goals, but they also hadn't conceded more than two goals um, this whole season, going all the way back to like a few games into the end of last season. Um, and now that's happened, it's, and it's four, and it was, yeah, it was horrible. I mean, what I want to know is, we all know that the black and gold universe is, is waking up this morning or, or this afternoon, and they're all talking about the same thing. We're seeing the bob out. Um, bits as we as we have seen um, and I just I don't know we could talk about the temperature in the in the stands temperature in the in the chats what what do we think about um, whether or not you know this team basically Pierce did Pierce's optimism for them getting it scooting into the playoffs and then and then what um, this time next year like is this is this team going to look a lot different than it looks now unless we somehow magically, which seems extremely unlikely at this point, uh, lift MLS Cup. What do you, what do you, what do you think, P.O. the pod? Well, <laughs> I mean, if, if they can't get in the next eight games or next, you know, eight to, if they can't write the ship, you know, there, there's going to need to be some serious discussions about leader posi- leadership positions. And I know, uh, lots of people are frustrated and feel that the locker room maybe is is not together, united, or maybe not, uh, you know, all as one under the current leadership. And with, you know, if that's the case, that once you lose a locker room, it doesn't matter how good the players are, it's impossible to play as a unit and as a team and as a group. And, um, you know, if there's question marks under the leadership, whether that's Bob, whether that's the captains, whether that's Bella, you know, those need to be addressed and addressed immediately because those can spiral in the wrong direction. And then once you're in a toxic locker room, you know, there's, it's kind of like eat or be eaten at that point. So um, I don't, 
do I believe that's where we're at at the moment? Not necessarily, but I'm not someone inside the locker room. I don't know the reality of what's going on in there. And at this rate, um, you know, they just need to turn, turn, or turn it around. And, and it has to happen within this little, you know, mid middle third of the season. Uh, because by the time you get to the final third of the season, kind of, you know, who you are and your trends are your habits. And, you know, it's, a, it's too little too late. Um, by the time you get to that last eight to 10 game run. So Kim Moon Wan was the only person in the post game who actually spoke to like the disappointment of the fans in the stands and like being sensitive to like getting this kind of result at home. Bob sort of didn't address that, went around it. Masofsky didn't really say anything about it either. What do you guys feel? Uh, I'll bring in Slim and Slim and Blanco if they want to chime in on this. Like, what do you think? Does a team owe its supporters a verbal response after playing and performing per- performing so poorly and getting you know down four nil at home after the 80th minute of a game? I mean, I saw and we all heard on TV that you know the North End was still trying to go off and you know people were still staying in the stadium. It hadn't totally cleared out, but. Um, yeah, do you guys feel like, and Pierce, you can chime in too, but do you feel like there needed to be a better verbal response? You've seen, you've seen a, like clubs in the world want to issue refunds for tickets and things like that when things go really far. And this might not have been, you know, had it been 7-0, maybe that's the type of result, you know, where you're going to see that sort of response. But did you guys, do you feel satisfied with this or is it more just like, I don't care what they say, I just want to see us get back on the field and win the next game, like shut up and play and play better? type five um i'm seeing an overwhelmingly scary parallel to our lovely los angeles kings across town and our problem is very similar it's we have the talent we have a world class forward and we cannot score goals and i what i am deathly afraid of for lafc is they do the la kings coach shuffle we've had what, three or four coaches in the last five years? We are a disaster. No one knows what the team is capable of. We're on the bottom of everyone's list in playoffs now when we are at the top as two-time cup winners. I don't want to see LAFC go that direction at all because it's complete chaos. And as you saw with the Kings organization, the fans demanded that, listen, I'm not paying $150 a game to, to do that. I'm not going to go watch a bottom tier team for that price. And now we're back to, you know, my childhood Kings prices where now I can probably start afford affording to go again and maybe even bringing a date. I don't know, but you know, LAFC, like, mates. yeah, like the, you know, the 32 is always going to be the 32. We're forever faithful and we always are, but you're also, that also gives us the right to be angry and we will be. And, I remember I was at the bank when we when we got that last win and Rossi was the man of the match and he he waved his scarf at us and walked off into the locker room and the and the the, the bench basically came and celebrated with us and if you're gonna do that like you got to give us something we're, we're gonna cheer no matter what and if you guys win and we and we cheer you on in that win Rossi come hang out with us for a second Bob come clap for us for a second don't don't send the bench out to to go and spray water on us because. You know, we, we worked as hard as you guys did. And we're here after you guys leave at the losses, too. And, uh, like, a shout-out to, like, LAFC Rich. I'm super happy that you're the hardworking man that you are. We're getting a lot of celebrities these days. But 
front office, take a cue from Rich. We need you guys to work as hard as LAFC Rich is doing. Because I saw more celebrities last game than I've ever seen, and I'm not seeing any signings. We need, we need some help, front office. There you have it. We got some Blanco. Slimothy, what are you, what are you feeling? Um, yeah, it's at the end of it, Blanco said it perfectly. It's like, you know, the, the consistency that we're bringing, um, we do it in hopes that, you know, like the play on the pitch matches that. So, you know, the, and maybe it's the fact that Bob doesn't want to be a broken record because he already said that those sentiments sometime this season. But, you know, going back to the whole locker room thing, like maybe he needs to take a cue and not be so repetitive and all these football thoughts and ideas. And like, like Pierce said, like when you're saying the same crap over and over again and you're he- hearing it from Bob and then having to hear it through your interpreter every every day and you're sitting there and you're like, all right, you're telling me to do this football ideas, that same thing that you've been saying since day one. But now it's not working. And Bob isn't the greatest at at adjustments, as you've seen from a lot of his subs in big matches. And, and, you know, just a lot. It's just a lot, man. And, yeah, like I'm saying, like, it's, it's just like anyone that nags at you every day. But the nagging is the same thing every day. And I don't see Bob really adjusting his, like, nagging either. You know what I mean? It's very... To the point, it is what it is. He's saying what he's saying, like military style. But like, yo, like, they're not in the military. <laughs> so we're not trying to brainwash these guys. We're, you know, we're talking about footballing ideas. Like, maybe, maybe you got to let other ideas into the pot, Bob. Maybe some other ideas. You know, adjustments. Adjustments in the world of football are they seem to be important. Um, the world of football itself is. Uh, adjusting looks like Messi's going to leave Barcelona after all, uh, uh, you know, this morning, um, Grealish costs a hundred million dollars for Man City and LAFC hover suffered, you know, they shipped four goals at home. Things change and you got to adjust. And, um, it does seem like the personnel that Bob's has available, at least, um, for these next few games, if not for the majority of the rest of the season might not be, you know, up to operating the ideas that he's been posing. So we'll see what happens. I wanted to quickly add, we got Josh Spice now on the pod. He's coming live from the East Coast. He calls it the Beast Coast. He's over there watching the Knicks more than he's watching LAFC. Do you even care about LAFC anymore, Josh Spice? LA what? Yeah, that's right, baby. Um, Dweez, this is our first time, long time. I'm a big fan. Uh, I'm going to hang up and listen, so I'll let you talk for a second. But, uh, yeah, I uh, I want to talk about Bob Bradley and them fucking LAFC, the guys. They can't uh, – they love four goals at home. They fucking suck. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to hang up and listen. I don't know what the fuck's going on, y'all. It's It's been weird to watch. I think as someone who's really invested into uh, marketing SG 4.0 and all that, yesterday was really tough because I was like all on Ted Lasso train. I was like, believe this is going to be good. This is the Hollywood mixed with the black and gold. This is the black to the gold that we always talk about. The percentage points are shifting again. But uh, I don't know, man. I think the, the, the your question is a good one. The one I – the one thing I always come back to is like, we will be here long after players and coaches have gone. And that's kind of what I'm, what I'm settling on. So in the beginning when I was like uh, super about, Hey, like let's, let's fight for continuity. Let's fight for, let's fight for professionalism. Like 
at the end of the day, you can't have another team score four goals on you at home. And um, that has to be rectified. And I think the players, uh, I don't know if it's a Kim Un-Wan Korean, um, Korean like uh, Nunchi intuition thing, but like you should be saying something about like this shouldn't be happening at home. I don't know. Maybe I'm old fashioned that way, but like, yeah, you just, you just can't, you just can't have that happen um, without you, 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 you stayed in the message. And I'm going to add another thing. I think it's a little bit of podcast cursed. All the stuff that all the podcasts were saying throughout this week, like, you know, we've never really been fully out of a match. You know, we've never like been completely lost. Like, all these we nevers this season, it all happened yesterday. So, you know, like it, it's it's that that I guess podcaster or commentator curse or whatever they call it. But yeah, man. It's, it's Wait, Slim is Slim blaming the four 0 result on us. Did I just no, yeah, on all the pods. On all the pods except FCFC because we don't talk no football. <laughs> I don't right. talk at all, actually. That's that's been understandable. Well, yeah. here let's let's wrap up the let's wrap up. Put a bow on season pass before we're gonna jump in again. This is the we could call it the mid season super pod special uh, where we do you know a season pass recording and followed by an FCFC recording. So uh, check out both of these these episodes if you're checking out one or the other. And um, what we always do on season pass is we preview the next match. And Pierce alluded to it earlier. It's the first of a three game a road stretch starting in san jose then it's atlanta then it's vancouver uh vancouver finally getting to play games in vancouver so i'm kind of psyched for them for their sake uh given that they've had to play like a season and a half in like salt lake stadium in portland i I just think that that's that's nice it's nice to see some some improvement on that front but san jose away lafc historically has done very well at san jose away san jose is not exactly you know flying up the table but they're not they're no longer the bottom dwellers that they once were um pierce what do you what do you want to see in response i mean in all likelihood it's going to be no mario again um it's not going to there's not going to be a latif um some of these kind of mainstays that had made the the defense at least a little bit more formidable don't seem to be there what i mean is it just as a, a simple matter of they need to score in that first 30 minutes as you mentioned and and from there you know just play a little bit more conservative or what do you, what do you want to say Pierce? I think the biggest thing is uh, to start on the front foot and then, yeah, they've, they've got to convert the chances. Like uh, the junior level football has got to be graduated to the senior level and the conversion rates got to go, uh, you know, scoring one out of six chances. Like that's not going to cut it in any top tier league. So, you know, if these guys are trying to get shipped off somewhere else, go out and earn it. Like, I don't need to hear the hype. I don't need to hear your story on your little social media thing. Just put the ball in the back of the net, get it done and dusted, top the teams that you're supposed to top, and and give good games to the quality opponents. But we're playing someone who's out of the playoff picture. If we can't convert chances there, then, then there's plenty of room for panic. But... Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that that this is where they get an opportunity to turn the momentum, and they're going to need to. Um, but the other thing is that the performances at home, at, in front of the home crowd, cannot start with a, a low-energy first half. There's been too many this season that have started uninspired, unmotivated, um, with a lack of hunger. And I don't know if 
you know, I do understand that they, they were playing three games in eight days and that that's happened a couple times uh, this season. Uh, but you know, if that's going to be the case, Bob, then you got, you got to rotate your roster, man. We got all these people that we know so much about. Let's see some new faces in, in new spots. If, if that's what we need to do. And that'll also avoid injury. You play the same horses over and over again. You're, you're going to get what we've got. And, and that's an injury problem at center back. So, you know, when we start using the horse metaphors that we're coming around the final bend of this, of this, uh, race to finish the first episode of season pass on this two part special uh christian chicho arango has arrived at lfc by the way speaking of new faces and maybe he's gonna get a run out uh in san jose he seems like the type of player he's experienced he's not you know a young south american he's not he's not uh, an old grizzly vet he's sort of in his prime he might come with some of that professionalism and electricity that we've been missing so there is, uh, there are, there, there's a, there's a tiny bright light there, uh, in on the bench for LAFC, given that Brian hasn't, hasn't come back and, you know, p- produced in the way that maybe all of us had hoped he might given, uh, all the ups and downs, he went away on loan. Long story short, LAFC is going to be playing in San Jose this weekend already, uh, here in a couple of days. I think I'm always trying to, uh, like, tell what what the time zone differences are when i look at the the time i think the game is a 4 p.m on sunday kickoff uh up in san jose shout out to all the lfc supporters making that journey up and then it's on to atlanta where there's a big away contingent there too so lafc needs to be needs to be getting back into some semblance of itself if it wants to fight in the second half of the season and uh get into the playoffs with some degree of optimism. Uh, any last thoughts from the Blanco, the Slim, the Spice, or the Pio? Otherwise, I'm sending this one off, and we're going to switch to FCFC mode. This is why Pio's a great coach. He's able to, to you know, keep spinning this positively every single week. And, and people come here, I feel like, for that comfort that Pio brings of like, no, this could be turned around. We did everything better than the other team, but it's just not, it's just not, it's halfway through the season. Hit the panic button. Let's go. Freak out. Do what you got to do. Start just freaking out and like maybe they'll feel that and it'll it'll start changing the energy around this team. But right now, it's all boopy. We can't pass out the back. Farfan looked like an AYSO child, like running around chasing the ball, not knowing what's going on behind him. Um, you know, like Tristan can't pass the ball out the back. Same thing with Edwards. Like he's he's putting his head down and, and rushing in there like a bull when there's passes to make. Like, you know, every, everyone's everyone doesn't – we just blew up the whole squad in the middle of the season. People aren't happy. Um and and we're trying to make it gel again in the middle of the season by bringing on a super striker. And we just lost, you know, the anchor of our team for the rest of the season. Marito has a hamstring thing. Yeah, he might be back soon, but what if we bring him back too soon and then he pulls it right before playoffs? Let's hit the panic button. This What's is a great, going on? This is a great freak out. I didn't expect the freak out at the end, but you know what? We're going to let that panic button stay panicked. Uh, Spice, do you want to panic at all about anything? I just, I just wanted to ruin it for all the people that were comforted by all the positive stuff that Pierce said. Hey, they, the stupid Ted Lasso towels is what lost. Get that Ted Lasso energy out of here, Maher. Let's go. Stupid. <laughs>
blue and yellow towels that's the freaking colors of our enemies what the stupid marketing marketing panic po already made the t-shirt i got your website p but i still love you lafc all right next uh next match is san jose away 4 p.m <laughs> on sunday says august 8th uh we're gonna move on and record fcfc now so season pass next stop dr midnight ryan wally wallerson we missed you today here's maher my co-host thanks as always and we got slim spice and blanco from the fcfc universe visiting please check out the fcfc part two mid-season review mid-season mid-year mid-covid i don't know what half we're in in covid mid-year freak out uh, and uh, yeah, freak out. Do you have a nice little freak out in your house? And next stop, San Jose. There's plenty of time left. The next stop is Expo, Vermont Station. Please stand clear. The doors are closing. <laughs>